Okay. I keep seeing on like Vine. Not. Oh my god. I literally just said Vine, guys. Holy shit. Wow. That just really showed who I was and how old I am. But anyway, what I was going to say was that I keep seeing on TikTok and Twitter. Yeah, those are, I wouldn't even say Instagram, but TikTok and Twitter are the two platforms right now that people are like, if this doesn't go viral, I'm like killing myself or like I will end it or something bullshit like that. And that literally makes me cringe on the inside, like absolutely throw up. And guys, Please, please, please do not put content out into the world just because you want to go viral, just because you want your book. Try to change a life, maybe. Try to do something that is positive for this world. Okay, yeah, a quick joke is funny and we all love that. But at the end of the day, they're going to forget about that. They're not going to forget about the change that you have made and trying to talk to them and trying to make their lives better. Like, please, please, please just don't quote unquote go viral. It's like really starting to eat at me because I've been doing this for a year over a year and i haven't gone viral and i could not care less do not get me wrong it would help because it would get the message out to more people but i don't sit here and plan my tiktoks and my podcasts for me to go viral try to have the right intentions guys like please be good people and don't just like fake shit like being fake is probably like my biggest pet peeve at least one of them to say like on the top five and i just if i see another one of these i'm literally gonna comment and be like are you good Like, do you have anything else to live for? Because if you don't, then we need to change. We need to start somewhere. And saying that I'm going to go viral is not a start to a new life. Because if you don't, you'll probably be upset and disappointed and let down and all that crap. So you know what? Just be good people. Just try to spread the positivity and the self-love and the change that we want in the world and not post uh stupid shit and like things that like don't, aren't even relevant to the world right now like i really just stopped recording because i was like am i seriously gonna waste my time on my self-love and positivity podcast to rant about random people that they don't even know trying to go viral no so i'm not gonna do that i'm ending that there but i just want you what i wanted to take away from that is be good be a good person be positive be the light be the change ending it there so on this week of raising serotonin i have another guest like i told you i was going to keep doing um i also have one next not this obviously this is for this thursday but next thursday as well so you know what and then we'll have a solo episode because i miss i miss recording but anyway i absolutely love interviewing people i can't wait to get better at it because i know i'm not the best but Adriana is a master's student at Rutgers University getting her master's in social work because she wants to make a difference in the world and she has been through so much. I need you guys to have an open heart and open mind everything because this is a a hard a hard topic to talk about. We're talking about anxiety in college and how college isn't a perfect four years. So I want you guys to just remember that College doesn't have to take four years. You don't have to go to college right after you graduate that high school. That is really, that's really like put on us at the age of like 18, 19. And that's really shitty because half of us don't know what we want to do. Probably more than half. So Adriana really just describes how, you know, it's okay to take a break. It's okay to be not okay. And I'm just so excited for you guys to listen to her beautifulness talk and all of her stories and stuff. So give her the love that she deserves. Go follow her. I will put her at in the bio as well as her Survivor Sister podcast. And if you want to know more about that, you have to wait until the end of the episode. So, all right, let's get into it.
What is up, guys? Welcome back for another episode of Raising Serotonin. And, you know, I've kept my promise. I'm back with another beautiful human being, the uh, second most beautiful human being ever in the world last week. And now this week, I'm just mind blown of the amount of beautifulness I get on my podcast. So my baby girl, would you like to introduce yourself? (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm Adriana, big fan of the podcast, big fan of Sammy. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else to say. What what do you do? What do you do right now? Um, right now I'm in grad school, um, getting my master's in social work so I can become a licensed clinical social worker and yeah, give you all therapy. So <laughs> we need that. And glad I'm having you on now so you can just prove yourself later to be like, I just worked on it and I'm bigger and better. Look at yep. that. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, so you know that we're all about self-love, positivity, and all that fun stuff. Adriana went to a ginormous school. She went to Rutgers. That is a big party school. We all know this. It's football. We love that. And I went to a small school and I had anxiety. So I can't even imagine walking around this campus and trying to find anywhere to go, finding friends, like joining anything. I couldn't even imagine. And I have a bunch of listeners that are in college right now. So I feel like you are the best person ever to explain how you manage your anxiety, how, when it started and all of that jazz. So let me hear it, girlfriend. So basically, I've been just the most anxious person since I was like eight years old. So I've had a lot of anxiety like throughout my life. And I like was a hermit in high school. I didn't go out. I didn't go to parties. I didn't do anything. Didn't drink. Didn't. I was just like, I really kept to myself. I always felt anxious. So going to a big party school was actually a really big change for me. And I actually, freshman year, I went to a very, very small school. Like it's called Manhattan College in the Bronx. Like very small, like. I, no way you transferred. Yeah, I transferred, which is a bigger shock to my family because, and everyone around me, like if, like people growing up with me, like they were so shocked that I transferred to this huge party school because it is so unlike me. I had the worst anxiety. I think I went home on the weekend, every weekend, my freshman year of college. So it was like so unlike me, but I did it. Um, And it was pretty rough the first year, not gonna lie. I mean, shit happens. So going transferring into Rutgers was scary because I had no friends. I mean, I went I transferred with one of my friends from Manhattan College, but we got into a fight over the summer, so I had no friends. I had no friends. Great. So we went in by ourselves. Awesome. I love that. We went in by ourselves, yes. Um, so I made these two friends. Like, they were kind of my lifeline, and I noticed I depended on them, like, way too much. And then they ended up joining a sorority, and I couldn't rush because, you know, I was failing because – that's life I was overwhelmed in like every aspect right it is what it is yeah there was just a lot of factors that played into it and so they joined the sorority I didn't join a sorority and everything was just a big anxiety mess for me I ended up having to take a medical leave my spring semester of sophomore year of college because I absolutely cannot get out of bed absolutely cannot do my work like I was sexually assaulted my first semester so that just did not help with anything and my previous anxiety and depression issues were just exacerbated to the point where I just like couldn't even if I went out to parties 
it was very full of panic in me. I have to bring a water bottle with me in case I like freaked out. My phone had to be on 100%. I needed to know how to get home. I was just like very like, you know, I just couldn't really enjoy myself at parties. And then I would go to a party and um, I would like drink heavily mm-hmm. to the point of like trying to calm myself down, except that would just make it worse. Right. So I will say though that branching out was a good experience for me going to Rutgers because it did help a lot with my anxiety because it helped me put myself in situations that would make me anxious and I would learn, oh, like this isn't that bad. I mean, definitely helped more when I was put on my medicine after my medical leave. So I ended up going back to Rutgers. Um, My friends who joined a sorority turned out to be the most completely toxic people and dropped me so I was starting a new year going in fresh no friends so I was like this is great going in fresh is good not a bad start not a bad yeah so junior year I go back in fresh no friends um on my medicine though so it makes me feel a little better (laughs) and I meet these great people who I'm still friends with most of them today these great people who like understand me, support me, like get my little quirks and stuff. And I kind of, you know, with their support, with my medicine, with the therapy that I was doing, kind of like maneuvered my way around the whole big overwhelming campus, big party scene. And I made the most of it and learned how to enjoy it and learned how to take care of myself and listen to myself when I felt extra anxious or didn't want to do something, I either would just stay home and just take care of me or I would go out with my friends and be with the people who supported me. So I found a little few little tricks, keeping my close small circle. I honestly had no idea. And I feel like I, I mean, I don't really honestly know you that well, but (laughs) I feel like I wouldn't have ever expected you to like have that past because you are so bubbly and happy, but you know, we all go through shit to get to this point. Yeah. Do you think that like the medication and taking the time off from school really did just like put a huge stop and perspective on your life? Is that what like woke you up a little bit? I guess I would say yes, because I didn't fully realize how bad of a place I was in. The reason why I took a medical leave is because Rutgers really gave me no choice. Mm -hmm. My friends, there's something you can do called a wellness check on someone, like if you are concerned about a student. So my friends who were like really terrible to me, they did that for me, which like it sounds nice that they did it, but their motives behind it were just completely wrong because They did it to me when like a whole big fight blew up between us and they kind of wanted me like out of the school, out of their way kind of thing. Ew. Yeah. I absolutely hate that. Like they were trying to wellness check me, even though they were the people who put my wellness into check. So I just, (laughs) I was like, "Mm," they wanted to look like the good people. So Rutgers kind of gave me no choice because, you know, I was like, I was failing. Like, yeah, it was just rough. They're like, the only way you could stay at Rutgers is if you take the medical leave and we'll readmit you in for the fall. I was like, I guess I got to do it. Like I have no choice. So I'm literally leaving in early April. Like 
Right. So I leave in April. Um, I'm leaving knowing that I'm in a terrible place with the only people that I'm really friends with. So I kind of just am like very upset. Like I don't want to leave. And like, I feel like being at home would have drove me crazy and would have made me more anxious and more depressed because I have nothing to do. But it was a nice break. Yes. I think it took me looking back on it like two years later to know that it was a nice, much needed break that I didn't know that I needed. And the medicine was very crucial for me. It made a huge, even a low dosage, it made a huge difference on my life. I was able to go to summer school that summer and live on my own in New Brunswick and was able to function. (laughs) What? By yourself, like when you don't have like a huge problem on you is really hard to begin with, just to like live on your own, like no one around you all the time. But then, like, when you come out from that and then you live on your own, girlfriend, you are so strong. Like, that's a freaking amazing. Like, Thank I, you. I, I could not, I didn't do that. I lived with a roommate. I've always lived with a roommate, lived with a roommate now. Like, I haven't lived on my own yet. So I couldn't imagine. So good for you. That's awesome. Did you do anything when you lived by yourself that, like, made you feel, like, good all the time? Like, I don't know how that is. So, well, I kind of just. Yeah, I like, well, it was just for the summer, because then I ended up having housemates, like, during the year. I was actually supposed to live with my friends, but, so I was in that house in the summer, but no one lived with me, so I was just living alone. But I ended up getting out of that lease for the fall, thank God, because I wouldn't have wanted to live with them anyways. So, I had the whole house to myself in the summer, and it was kind of scary because I don't. Brunswick's not a nice place, especially in the summer. Right. Most of the year, like during the year, it's fine because there's other students around. But in the summer, you're very secluded, so like, it's sketchy. But um, I kind of just, you know, I think what really helped in living on my own is like taking care of myself, taking care of the house. Like I did it all by myself. I cooked, I cleaned, I had a routine. I went to my classes. Um, I focused on me. Like there wasn't people around, so I wasn't really hanging out with people. I was kind of just doing things that I enjoyed, like painting and reading and working out. Mm -hmm. So I like, I learned like in a way how to be okay on my own and not depend on the support of people, which support is very important. I won't say it's not, but right. being on your own is also a very important thing to establish too, because you don't want to be codependent. Obviously. Okay. That is, you are mind blowing me right now, girlfriend. <laughs> what do you do now? Like, how old are you now? 22, 23? Yeah, 22. So what are we doing now to uh, keep this anxious not anxious free because I'm sure that's not that's not a thing but like less anxious than you were before how do we are you still on medication what do we do now yeah so we're still on medication um me too we're we're never getting off of it and that's fine because we don't want to be off of it the thing about depression and anxiety that so many people like think it's such a weakness but like really like it is a chemical imbalance in your brain. You need the proper chemicals in your brain to get at the right levels. Everyone's going to experience anxiety. Most people in their lives will go through depressive episodes. 
or even have depression. And what really helps is stabilizing that chemical imbalance. So it's really not a shame for me to admit that I am on medicine and I will keep increasing my dose as need be. Um, I still see my therapist every like two weeks. Awesome. Um, And just what I do to keep the anxiety at bay. It's like been a very stressful time. You know, quarantine wasn't fun. Um, No, not at all. Yeah, what did you do? Did you do anything during quarantine? Were you at school or were you home? Um, no, I was home. I was not. Yeah. No, I'm not catching the Rona. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I'm glad that you were home and safe with the fam. Good. Did you? So that was senior year, right? You graduated. Yeah. Oh, how, how do you feel about that? How was that? How did that hit you? You know, it was sad. Um, it was sad not to be able to graduate and stuff, especially because I worked my ass off to even graduate on time. Heck yeah, what? Oh my god, even that? Uh, yeah, I literally changed my major my senior year, so. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Proud of you. I mean, it's what you want to do, though. What were you doing before? I was doing chemical engineering before. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see that at all, but that's amazing. You're so smart. Like, don't, I'm sorry, don't. <laughs> but like you are such more like people person like totally great that you are going to be in social work I'm so thankful there's people like you in social work okay that definitely did not help no that probably put a lot of stress okay so well whatever changing there you go changing your major senior year is not bad you can graduate on time completely with even a medical leave even if you take time off she still did it Mm-hmm. Let's all clap for Adriana, guys. Like, this is amazing. I've never heard of, <laughs> like, I've never heard of anyone do that. So, kudos to you. Thanks. It was sad, but when I look back at on, on it now, it doesn't really face me. Um, okay. That's new. I haven't heard that because a lot of people, like my roommate, she literally was like, yeah, it still makes me upset, but you know, it is what it is now. But that if it doesn't phase you, wow, okay. Good to know. That's because I know it did affect a lot of people and people are still upset. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a really upsetting thing. And I think I took like the appropriate amount of time to like be upset, be upset about it. And just now that it's passed, like I don't feel the need to be yeah. celebrated in a different way or like have a graduation party oh, as, right. as I'm getting my master's. So I will have a graduation in three years. Yeah. Which will be even a bigger deal. Yeah. It'll be good. How is online learning for you this year in master's? I, I feel like that would be even harder. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's doable. I was unemployed for most of the start of it. So I was able to like get ahead because I'm a nerd. But well, you tutor now, correct? That's what your job is. Yeah, I tutor kids. You're so smart. You're so kind. You're loving. Look at you. The whole package. Girlfriend. You seriously, you go to school for social work. You tutor little kids. You went through all of that crap in horribleness. Like I can't even say crap, literally horribleness in your life. And you are coming out on top. Like, do you know that? Like, do you, I hope you do know that. <laughs> like, I I knew, like, half of this, and now hearing the whole story and, like, seeing you where you are today, like, I just know that it's not just, like, your Instagram. Like, I know that you're a real person with, a real, with real emotions, and just describing, like, all of your 
anxiety things and you had an eating disorder and things you went through in the past and just you post that on your Instagram. So like, I know you're real. Like there are people that will just fake it and be like, no, I went through it, but I just won't talk about it. So I'm really glad that you talk about it and that you are going to be able to better little humans. Do you want to work with little kids? Um, so actually part of my program is I'm going to be getting a certificate in violence against children and women. So part of me will be working with kids. Girlfriend. Okay. Where can my people find you? Where do they, where do you want them to go? Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you want them to find you? Say it. They can find me at my regular Instagram. It's Adri with three S's. Very. I'll I'll tag you. Don't worry. Or my sexual assault podcast, Survivor Sisters, where. Do you want to talk about it? I work on that. Do you want to talk about it? I can talk about that. All right. Just give us a little blurb. Just give us a little blurb. Because I like it. (laughs) So me and my twin sisters started this podcast um, to talk about sexual assault on college campuses, spread awareness, give survivors resources. Um, it was inspired by me. The whole project was inspired by me, not yeah. to be self-absorbed, but, no, um, not at all. <laughs> not at all. That's, this is, I, it's sad to say that I'm glad that this is like, because of you, you know, it's like, it started for the right reason. Yeah. Because they wanted to support you. So go ahead. Yeah. So, I was sexually assaulted two times in college, one sophomore year, a second time um, junior year. So I shared my story and we let other people come on, share their stories. We've interviewed licensed psychologists. Um, We've interviewed people who deal with Title IX at schools, which is the office that deals with um, student conduct. And we're recently branching out more to people who weren't assaulted in college because their stories are important too and we're just gonna keep going sharing people's stories giving people resources very important it's something that needs to be talked about because so many people suffer from sexual assault and no one ever speaks about it you are so right guys if you know anyone that this has happened to go to at survivor sisters right Mm mm-hmm Good. And Adriana will speak to you no matter what. She'll be there for you. She has all the resources. She's an amazing human. She can talk to you, tell you anything that you need to know. Guys, give her the love that she deserves and give her the follows, the likes, all of that. Go follow Survivor Sisters. Go follow Adriana. Thank you so freaking much. You are a gem and a half. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. There you go. I like that one.